9th. We're glad you guys are here today. You picked a good Sunday to be here because we're going to finish up a, a series that we've been called God With Us. And if you've missed the whole month and you're joining us for the very, very first time, it's okay because I'm going to catch you guys up. And uh, we'll get you guys ready to go for the rest of the, the, rest or the end of the, of the series. And, man, I just believe this, that God's going to do something incredible in your life this year. And a lot of you guys in here today, one of the things I like about our church is like, we like to get things going like before they get going. Like we want to be ready to go and, and get excited about it and expect God to do something. So some of you guys, you made a commitment already to start being in church all year next year. But you came, you came today like, I'm going to come now and I'm going I'm to get here. We have gained some of our greatest volunteers, some of our greatest dream team members on December 29th, historically at our church. People have come and said, man, I like this place. And I'm going to check it out. I'm going I'm to lock in. So you picked a good Sunday to be here. I believe God's going to do something incredible in your life today. This past weekend, we had our Christmas Eve service. We got here. We got set up. We were ready to go. And somebody hit a power pole just down the street. And that power went down. And we had to go right outside out here. And we had service outside. And people were like, man, that was incredible. We love when we have service outside. We've had service outside two times. The first time being um, after the hurricane two years ago and this past week. And so if you were like, we're one of those people like, man, I'm waiting for the hurricane. I'm waiting for an outside service. You got it again, okay. There is your, there's your shot. And the very next day, I was a little bit nervous because all this was set up, as you, as you can see. This is the gymnasium Monday through Friday. And when all this, um, when all the, the, the power went out, we couldn't break all this down. And uh, one of Jay's like, let's go in there with flashlights and we will break this joker down in minutes. I'm like, dude, it's just too dark in there. Like, I don't, I mean, it's just not going to work. And he's like, so let's come back the, the next day. And that was a bad idea. I thought that was a really bad idea to come ask people to come serve on Christmas Day. But uh, there's a picture of this team that came up here and they helped me. A few people aren't on the picture because they had to leave. But uh, Josh and Kelly, you guys, weren't, you guys weren't pictured in this picture. And, um, and Mc, the McMillan. McMillan's weren't there, and the McGee's, they're in California. They weren't there. But this crew came up, and, and they helped break this whole thing down. Can we put our hands together for this crew? Some of them are here. Some of them will be in the next service. I love, I love this church. You guys aren't afraid to serve. One of our core values is this, is that we do work here. We, do, we believe in doing work at this church. We set this thing up and tear it down every single week. And you guys are some of the greatest, greatest people, greatest, greatest uh, dream teamers in, in the world. I, I would put this dream team up against any other dream team in the world. If you're watching online, we're glad you guys are here today. Someone said to me today, you never say hi to us online. I'm like, because you're not in the service. It's kind of weird for me to talk to a camera. But if you're on, a, on the camera today, you're watching line, online or watching later, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're watching with us. We've, we've talked about this Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 verse for the last few weeks. The Bible says this, Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God's with us. Jesus' name, Emmanuel, meant that God was going to be with us. And you, God knew that you needed someone to be with you. When at the very, from the very beginning of time, God made all the things, and he said, that's good, that's good, that's good. He made a man, and he said, that's not good. He made them a, a woman, and he said, okay, cool, now this is going to work. You, you were made to be in community. Not only were you made to be in community with each other, but you're ultimately, you, you need to be in community with the Lord, but you also need people. I'm going to illustrate that for you in just a moment, but you need, you need God in your life. If you're going to kill this year and you're going to slay this year and do all the, whatever the new cool words are to have a great year next year, you got to make sure that you have God with you. Your, your life will be better if you have God with you. If you don't have God with you, it's going to be harder. I, I know for me, I, I was talking to friends of mine. I'm doing a Bible reading plan with about 30 of you guys in here today. And if you're not on that Bible reading plan, you can reach out to me via social media and we'll invite you. But 30 people already read the Bible. They're like, we're going to get in this thing now. We're going to start reading the Bible now before the new year gets here. And some of you guys had spent, did 200 plus days last year in the, in the Bible reading app or 300 plus days in the Bible reading app. Some of you guys have gone almost the whole entire year in the Bible reading app every single day. And that's awesome. We're like, hey, we're going to read. But we were talking about struggling in wilderness experiences. 
And a lot of times we go through wilderness experiences, but it, when you go through wilderness experiences or dry valleys and you go through tough seasons of life, you need some people in your life to do that with. I've struggled alone before, and I've struggled with people. You will struggle better if you have a squad around you. You will do better if you have some good people, you have some good people around you. And so um, we want you to know, and God wants you to know that you need him with you. You need God with you. You, you, you're not complete without God. There's a, inside of you, there's, there's a chasm in all of us in here today, and the only thing that can fill it is not a, not a substance or not a person. There's only one thing that can fill the inside of you, and that's Jesus. That's the only thing that can complete you. You've, you've seen the movie. Uh, some of you guys are going to tell you guys how old I am today, but Jerry Maguire, and, he, and they're having that, that, that moment, and he's like, you complete me. <laughs> there's only one thing that can complete you, and that's Jesus. That's why he sent his son, so he could be, he could be with you. And so we've looked at a couple of places where God would be with us at. The first place we learned that God is with us is in the valley. God's with you in the valley. Some of you guys are in a, you're in a valley experience. And if you're in the valley, if you've ever been in the valley, if you're not in the valley yet, you're going to be in the valley. God's with you there. The Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff. They will comfort me. He's right there with you. So the good news is that you have somebody with you. The bad news is that most of you guys, when you're in the valley, you stop and you stay in the valley. You cannot stop and stay in the valley. you got to keep on moving. So if, you felt, if you're in a valley kind of situation right now, just grab some friends and grab Jesus there. We're going to get out of here. We're going we're gonna to keep on moving through this valley. God is with you in the valley. We learned this. We enjoy God on the mountaintop, but we get to know him intimately when in the valley. You, you, if you've ever been in the valley before, you, man, you, you get to know God really well because what do you typically do when you're in the valley? God, please get me out of here. God, I want to get out of this. I want to get out of this so, 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 so bad. And we get to know him intimately in the valley. He's, he's with us in the valley. He's also with us in the mountaintops or on the mountain. And our encouragement for week two was this. Don't settle for cheap moments when you can be with God on the mountain. Don't settle for cheap moments when you can be with God on the mountain. I know a lot of people, they're sacrificing God's best for just good. Jim Collins wrote that book, Good to Great. You, you want the best. The Bible tells us this in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus, I've come to give you a life, not just an okay life, not just an average life, not just a mediocre life. God's come to give you an, an abundant life. God wants you and I to have an a, abundant life. We're going to experience abundant life after this service because the Krispy Kreme will be out in the lobby. Like that's going to be, that's the abundant life that Jesus is talking about. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like we, we're, we need to experience the abundant life that God wants for us. And if we, the only way for us to experience that is to stay with God. But if we, go, we, if we settle for cheap moments, we'll never have God's best for our life. Don't settle for cheap moments when you can have experience with God on the mountain. I, I walked off the stage two weeks ago, and I was walking out right down there, and, I, and I, I got a text message. Um, there's a lot of people in this church with ADHD, ADD, all the things. They text me like during the sermon. I get more texts from people in the church during the service than I actually get than after the text messages. So they're asking me questions. And I walked up the stage just a few weeks ago, and, and, I, and I opened up my phone. I'm like, what are they saying? Hopefully it's encouraging because I need some encouragement in my life. And I looked at it and said, someone, someone said to me this, what if, you, what if you're not in the valley and you're not on the mountaintop? And I was like, that's my message for December 29th. I was like, you got to come December 29th. I hope you'll be there. What if, you, what if you're in the middle? If you're honest in here today, you've, you've had a middle You've had a middle kind of experience. Maybe, you, like Dinah said, you, like you've, you, you know what it's like to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. You know what it's like, but you're just quite not, you're just, you're not quite there. You just don't, you, you want to be there, but you're not there. You really feel like you're in the middle. If you've ever struggled with being in the middle today, you're okay. Because the Apostle Paul says this, I'm reading this in our Bible reading, Bible reading plan right now. But the Apostle Paul says, what I'm doing right, I'm thinking about doing wrong. 
And when I'm doing wrong, I'm thinking about doing right. I really feel like I'm stuck in the middle. Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 13 and 14, the Bible says that there's a, there's a narrow way and there's a broad path. A lot of you guys, you know what it's like to be on the narrow path because the Bible says there's a narrow path and it leads to a, that abundant life that I'm talking about. But the broad path, everybody's doing it. Like everyone's on the broad path. The Bible says that leads to destruction. Like that's just not, that's just not good to go on the broad path. I've been on some, I've been on some, some broad paths before in, in third world country. My father-in-law is here today. And, and I got, when I married Diana, there was two prerequisites. Josh made fun of me last week. He's like, I didn't know like to be in that family you had to ride a motorcycle. Like that is prerequisite number one. And number two, you have to love, you have to be a part of world missions. Now the problem with world missions is this. They take you to the most unreached places in the world. I think he was trying to kill me in some of these places. He's like, yeah, Wes, eat that food. <laughs> it won't kill you. Like, it'll, it'll almost kill you. Like, if you've ever, if your stomach's not conditioned for food on, on a third world country, it's just not, he's like, Wes, you'll eat that. I was like, what is that? That's called balut. I said, what's balut? He goes, it's an aborted duck egg. No, I'm not eating that. I'm not doing that. So then they put us in these vans and they, they move you all around these third world countries and it's just no roads. Just no roads. Just, just you get to pick the road. There's a, the Broadway always leads to destruction. Now, I'm gonna, I love you guys. They're, they love me now. They don't send me to any of the tough, re, tough places anymore. They send me to safe places where there's actually roads. No one, there's no traffic signs, but, there's no, but at least there's paved roads. And we'd be on the side of cliffs just looking down. Like everyone, like, leaning to the left. <laughs> Nobody breathe. Just lean to the left. That's the kind of places they would take me. The, the broad path leads to destruction, but the narrow path, it leads to life. But a lot of you guys, you find yourself right in the middle going, hmm, that looks, like, that looks really, really, really hard. I'm not sure I want that. And the broad path, well, let's be honest. Everyone's there, and who doesn't like to party? You know what I'm saying? They're like, everybody's doing it. I'm in. Like, I just, let's, let's, everybody, but you're like, but I know I shouldn't. And we find ourselves stuck in the middle. Well, God addresses that in probably one of the most controversial scriptures in all the, in, in all the Bible, um, which you're probably like, Wes, what are you doing to us? Um, this is not a good December 29th, uh, December 29th, last Sunday of the, of the year message, but that's what I got. Revelation chapter 3, the Bible says this. John was sleeping one day. Um, if you, yeah, you're going to get, they're going to get up there for you soon. You can't see it, but it's going to be on there singing. If you, in, in John chapter, in Revelation chapter 3, let me set up for you. John gets this word from God. He's sleeping. And God breathes this word into them. And he writes this letter. Now, the, the John here, he's writing to churches, okay? And this is like, this is like the, this is the last book in the sequel. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many of you guys, you, you, I'm not going to ask you, but I don't know if you, you like to read. I, I've, I'm going to read more this year. I started just a few, few months ago, and, and Joel gave me the gift of, of audio, an audio book, one a book every single month. So I've committed to reading one book every single month. And I start off with, the, with the, um, a book on God's double blessing, and I've got to share some of that with you guys today. Right now I'm in a book called, uh, a book, um, called Habits, the Power, the Power of Moments, I'm sorry. And uh, I got a third book on deck, and I'm really, really excited to read the third book. But I'm going to read more book more books this year. If you read a book, you gain two years of wisdom. Some of you guys think, West, you need to read a lot of books. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to read more books because I want to share wisdom. But John gets this word, and John begins to pencil this word to these churches. There's a church that he writes to in Sardis. And there's a church he reads to in Philadelphia. Maybe God's an Eagles fan. I don't know. He named a city Philadelphia, Joel. I don't know. He's not. Uh, and, then Revel and then he gets to this church called the Church of Laodicea. And he goes, hey, guys. Uh, I, I want to write this letter to the angel of the church in Laodicea. This is the message from the one who is the amen from God. 
the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. Okay, here, here we go. I know all the things you guys do. This is scary. This is for you and I today. I want to let you know today, God knows all the things that you do. If you think you're hiding out from God, rest assured, let me give you a little word today. You can't hide from God. He's the creator of the universe. You'd be like me telling you I'm going to play hide and go seek and me hiding behind this podium today. That'd be silly. It'd make for a good Instagram post and it'd be funny. But it'd be weird playing hide and go seek. You've played hide and go seek. If you have kids in here today, you've played hide and go seek with your kids. They're not the best hiders. I'm a good hider. I go in my room and I lock my door. <laughs> it's like you're in there. I'm like, just don't even say anything. Like eventually they go in. Eventually they go away. Or moms and dads, you go in your room and you don't lock the door, but you just, you just pull the door shut and you hold it until eventually they, they kind of go away. Get, and he goes, I, I know all the things that you guys do. And here's, here's, the, here's a very familiar verse that you guys heard. You're neither hot or neither cold, but I wish you would choose a path. Like, I don't want you in the middle. I wish you would choose left or right. I really wish that. And for you guys and for me, God say, I, I really wish you'd go left or go right, but in the middle is just not working. It's not, the middle, middle things never work. Middle things don't. They don't, they don't grow. If you have a plant, you don't plant in the right place. If, you, if you're planting, I, I grew up as a, as a landscaper, landscaper's kid, and you got to plant plants and you, grass. You, there's grass that goes in the shady areas, and there's grass that go in a lot of, in very, very, very sunlight. You, you got to pick, you got to pick. You can't put the, the shade grass in the sun. You can't put the sun grass in the shade. You got you to choose because I, I really wish you would choose a side. This is in red, by the way. God said, hey, I really wish Hope Church, Winter Garden, like, Wherever you're coming from today, I really wish you would, Kobe, well, I really wish you would choose a side. Like, being in the middle is not, I didn't design you for the middle because the abundant life is not in the middle. The life that I have for you is not in the middle. The discipled life is not in the middle. I really wish you would choose a side. But since you're lukewarm, oh, I'm afraid to read this next part to you guys, but here it goes. It's God's word. If you're not okay with it, you're being mad at God. If you're, if you're lukewarm, you're not hot or cold, I'm just going to spit you out of my mouth. Dang it. Now, a lot of people stop there, and that is very disheartening. I thought you said God's a God of love. We are mission statement. You know, you drive around town now. You, our billboard's already up for the new year, and we love our city. Like, you guys preach love. You preach God's love. The Bible says this. Uh, you will know Nelson and Jenny if they're Christians or not by the way that they will love people. You'll know the McMillans, whether or not they're Christians or not, whether they, the probes. You name your family. You're, you're, they, people will know if you're a follower of Jesus by the way that you love people. And by the way that you love him, they'll know that. That's what they'll know. And he says here, I really wish you guys would choose a side because I really didn't choose for you guys. Then I really didn't choose for you guys. But here we are today. He said, hey, if you're lukewarm, I'm going to speak to your mouth. Now, most of you guys would be, you've been in a, maybe you grew up in a, in a, in a church where they're like, okay, well, that means that he's going to take away their salvation. And that's not what this is, that's not what this is meaning. Because we're, we're going to keep on reading, so don't get like squirmy on me. Like, well, he's not a good theologian. He doesn't know the Bible. Like, if you stop there, you're like, man, I'm not. He's writing to a church which that, that, the, the presupposition there, the church is the believers. It's not 100 Windermere Road. It's, it's Christians. He's writing to save people. So he's not reading to people who aren't Christians. He's reading to Christians. If you've trusted Christ as your Savior, you believe that, that he died and he rose again. You believe that you were lost and dying and you meet a Savior named Jesus and he changes your life. If you're living out the life. You're reading the Bible and you're praying and you're serving and you're giving. You do all these things like follower of Jesus. Like he's writing to you guys. And he says here today, if, if you're not hot, if you're not cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Here's what he says. You say I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you're wretched and you're miserable and you're poor and you're blind and you're naked. <laughs> Like, that's like Jesus talking, like, pretty tough to the church. He's like, hey, guys, 
you guys are boring, you're naked, and you're like, you, 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 you're saved, but you're like just barely skating by. Like you're saved, like you, you, you know he died on the cross for your sins, you know he rose again, but you're kind of like, I'm going to stand in the middle. I'm already saved, I should be on the narrow path, and maybe you got one, path, one foot on the narrow path, and you got one foot on the, on, on the broad path, and you're kind of doing this deal, you're like, I was talking to a friend of mine. He goes, hey, you, I, get, I want you to get with my friend. They really want this year. They want this year to be a good year for them spiritually. If you want to have a good year spiritually, this, the Bible's talking to you right here. He's like, hey, choose a side. There, there's two ways. You can go broad or you can go narrow. Only a few people are on it, but you got to choose. You have to pick a side. you gotta, you got to stay on He goes, you guys think you're doing good, but you're really not doing that good. You're poor and you're naked and you're miserable and you're blind and you're naked and so I advise you to buy gold for me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me so you will not be ashamed for your nakedness and ointment for your eyes so you will be able to see. You're like, yo, we, you just told us that we're poor, we're naked, and you're blind, and now you want me to buy gold? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. He's already said, he goes, I need you to trade in the mediocrity and come with me all in, go all in with me. Like just go come trade all that in for something so much better. I've got a better plan for you. I'm bigger than you thought I was. I, I've got a I've got, I want to give you the blessed life. I want you to have a, a double blessing. I want to do I want to I want to give you immeasurably more. You know, a lot of you guys here, you'll pick a year, you'll pick a word for the year, but because I'm so over the top and type A personality, I couldn't pick this one. I would pick two words. I, the two words I picked for this year are immeasurably more. I just believe that God wants to do immeasurably more in my life. And I believe this, whatever you get around. You'll catch. So I want to I ask God for immeasurably more. And if you get around me, I'm going to be asking God for immeasurably more, immeasurably more for you. I prayed over the double blessing series. God woke me up every, every morning way too early, earlier than my alarm clock. And every, every day he woke me up, I just prayed that God would, God would perform a double blessing for you. He wants that for you. He says, hey, you guys, you want to choose gold and you want to choose blessing or you want to choose destruction, poor, blind, and naked? Let me illustrate that a little bit further to you today. If you walked out Dave, here today and there were uh, two vehicles that you could choose from, you know, one's a 1975 Buick, which some of you guys are like, that was a nice car back then. <laughs> but it was from 1975, it's beat up and it's worn down and it's not that good. And, or there was a brand new, just nice, whatever it is that you like, Lexus, BMW, Expedition, if you're asking me. Like just whatever it is. You would choose the nicer of the two. I was talking to my father-in-law the other day about his first car. He's in his 60s, and when he was 16, his dad bought him a, a brand-new car. And I said, how much was that car? It was, a, I can't remember what it was, but it was like four or $5,000. You can't buy a used car now for four or $5,000. I'm saying we go back to the back in the day and just start the, the, let all the, all, the, all the car prices be back the way they were. <laughs> that won't work, will it? He goes, hey, well, you got to choose a side. You really, you got to. Going down the middle, middle never works. Middle's not good. Either you want all of me or none of me. Because I really wish, guys, I don't, I really wish you would just choose a side. Please choose a side. The middle doesn't work. So he goes, he goes, I, I correct, verse 19, I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your difference. He goes, hey, guys, I love you. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't be talking to you. I can illustrate that for you today. I have kids in here today. I have to punish them. If I don't punish them, they'll be disrespectful punk kids. And luckily, that was how I was, but I, I turned out okay, you know. Like, last year I quit being a punk kid, you know. Like, I'm getting better, I promise. Like, he says here, like, hey, you got to, because I love you, I got to correct you. I have to say, hey, this isn't going to work. Like, this isn't good for you. If you love your kids, what are you going to say to your kids? Hey, that's not good. 
I, 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 my son the other day, I was out, I was out golfing with a, couple of, with a couple of guys, and he was out there, and, and, and Nelson said, hey, Tripp, if you would just get a little bit close to the ball, you won't be, you won't be shaking it to the right as much. If my son could sit back and say, no, I'm good, I'm, I'm going to do it my way, he wouldn't get any better. But he scooted up a little bit closer. Man, a young, little 8-year-old kid, 8-year-olds are, are better listeners than, than 18-year-olds and 28-year-olds and 38-year-olds. But a little bit closer, the next ball, what do you, he hit the ball straight because, he, because correction helps us get better. Correction isn't a bad thing. It helps you get better. You, you, God knows you want to get better. God knows you don't want to stay in the middle. You, whatever the best is, that's what you want. I know that about you. So you say, hey, guys, I, because I love you, I'm going to correct you guys. And then he goes into to this next part. He goes uh, a few more verses. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father in his throne. And you want ears to hear, must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to these churches. Hey, guys, if you have ears, you're accountable now. Like, you're now accountable. Your, your year, your, your 2020, you're accountable for this passage of Scripture. Sorry about that. You're like, man, I should have came January 1. What are you talking about next, next week? You don't want to come next week. Next week's not going to be a good idea to come next week. Next week we're talking about fasting. <laughs> like, who wants to come on that week? You know, like... I like to eat. I, had, I enjoyed my last Sunday cup of coffee today. The next three Sundays, we're going to be on Daniel's, Daniel Fast. And if you want to do the Daniel Fast, we're going to invite whoever wants to come be a part of that. We'll give you more instructions in the days ahead. But if you want to be part of Daniel's Fast, would you message me? There's only, I know it will only be a small group of people that want to do Daniel's Fast. But you're like, what's Daniel's Fast? You can, you can research all this. Daniel's Fast, the, Daniel, in the, in, the, in the book of the Bible, in the Old Testament, he came to the king. And the, king's, and the king says, hey, you're going to do this diet. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. And because you're going to become one of us. And he's like, no, I'm a child of God. I can't do that. Let me just eat fruits and vegetable and water for the next 21 days. No wine and no meat. And if I'm in better shape, let me continue this diet. If it doesn't work, then I'll switch to your diet. In 21 days, Daniel did fruits and vegetables and waters for 21 days. And he was just chiseled. Tall, dark, and handsome like your pastor. And he just was just... <laughs> you're not supposed to lie in church, Wes. <laughs> he was... He was, he was in shape, and they're like, cool, this diet works. Whatever, y'all, whatever you three are doing, you guys can do that. So for the next 21 days, we're going to do that because we believe that God, God has more for us. But it starts on the inside. You may say, well, I can't do that. I'm going to fast something. We'll fast something. We're not a religious church. We're a relational church. So you got to do whatever God tells you to do. So you may say, and no caffeine, no sugar. Like the list of no's are really bad. I don't want to tell you that part. I just say, hey, it's just fruits and vegetables and water. It doesn't sound as bad. <laughs> But I tell you what you can't have. That sounds miserable. I was on the fast last year, this time of year, and, I would, and I, I, my life kept on going. And I, I, was doing a, a, I was getting ready to do a wedding for a couple, and we do pre-marriage coaching. And they said, where, where do you guys want to meet at today? And like any, everywhere, I, everywhere has things that aren't Daniel's fast. I said, we'll, meet, we'll meet at Longhorn. Well, they went to the church. They were not on the fast, and I was. I was trying to inhale the butter sauce off their steak. Just like maybe that would, <laughs> that it's incredible. You're going to love it. You know, it's going to be great. You know, God's going to do something in you. Fasting is taking a, taking a break from the world and choosing all that God has for you. Just take it. There was days where I, there were seasons where I fasted social media for 21 days, which everyone could, everyone could benefit from that. Or maybe you're going to fast, I don't know what. You can pick something. But God wants you and I to be close to him. And a fast gives you an opportunity to be to meet close to him. So, but you, you weren't designed for the middle. I'm going to illustrate that for you today. I'm going to invite... Uh, Chase and Michelle to come on up here. I'm not going to embarrass you, Chase and Michelle. 
I'm not going to embarrass you, Michelle. <laughs> I brought this rope today, and this is one of those battle ropes. Come on over here, big guy. You're so nervous because you don't know what you're doing. You shouldn't know. That's just, this is called being spirit-led, all right? <laughs> hey, you've been watching me do these illustrations for a year. Do you think I know what I'm doing? <laughs> I, I realize in life, this one's for you. We find ourselves a lot of times just really just in the middle. Right here, between the two. You can spread a little bit further. That's perfect. <clears throat> All right, I changed my mind. We're gonna jump rope. This is gonna be a better illustration. Yeah, it's heavy. It's a battle. This is a battle rope. It's heavy for some people, not heavy for some of us. <laughs> it's heavy for me. <clears throat> this is where we find ourselves a lot of times, just right, right in the middle. I'm gonna illustrate it for you today. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Chess, Chase. I'm gonna let him represent the world. All right, because out of the two of you guys, he has the most sin in his life. So that just makes sense, right? That makes sense, right? Right, Councilor Michelle. <clears throat> and um, and I'm gonna let him represent the world and I'm a very 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 similar still a W still an O still an R I'm gonna let you represent the word of God today all right because you're more spiritual than he is it just makes sense why why wouldn't you be it and we find ourselves in the middle you and I like man I, I really like the world but I but I really wish I liked I really like I really wish that I liked the word of God but I really I like the world and we find ourselves in the battle, right here, in the Word. I'm reading through 21 days with with I'm reading this, these these next these two Bible reading plans I'm reading right now. One's like, hey, man, the Word of God can change life. The Word of God can change life. The Word of life. And if Michelle pulls me a little bit, I find myself wanting to go towards Michelle. I really like that. Like, oh man, this is cool. I was reading the scripture. I mean, I love this scripture. I was reading Isaiah chapter 53. The Bible says, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. That verse is awesome. When things are going great for you, that verse is awesome. But the Bible says this, that God, a little, a little bit later in that verse, God says, I'm going to bring water. I'm going to bring a stream to you when you're in the valley. I'm doing a new thing in the valley. Like it sounds provocative and it's a great on t-shirts and it's, God's going to do a new thing. God, man, God's going to do a new thing. The abundant life, it just feels so good. It just, it speaks to me. But then I find myself getting pulled the other way in the world, the world saying, man, man, come taste this. The Bible says, taste and see that I'm good. But you know who also says that? The world says, taste and see that I'm good. The, the enemy can, I, what I like about the enemy, what's good about the enemy is the enemy uses the same exact scripture that God uses. He just bends it just a little bit. He doesn't bend it a lot, he just bends it a little bit. Come, the world says, come taste and see that, that I'm good. So because I really wish that you guys would just choose a side. Now, I was getting my haircut yesterday, and God dropped this into my, into my heart. <clears throat> I'm trying to hold on to both of these. That's what I'm trying to do. And the, the world's holding on to me, and the Word's holding on to me. But, I am, but I'm holding on too. And there has to come a moment in your life where you're going to decide what you're going to let go of. It's on you. I really, wish God, I really wish God would pull me in a little bit more. God doesn't need to pull you in a little bit more. You need to let go of the world. Man, I wish the world would let go of me. No. You can let go of the world. So it's on you. They're up here. They're not going nowhere. You have to make a decision which way you're going to go. 
Now, here's what I've learned recently. This is what I feel like. I feel like all of your problems, my problems, my issues, majority of them, that our struggles, we all struggle, the majority of our struggles are people-related. Just nod your head. That's good preaching. Like, you, that is good. Like, majority of them are. If you're living for the world, it's because something happened to you when you're 8, you're 18, you're 28 yesterday. So you're, you're just like, I'll just stay with the world because, but something happened to you with a person. If you're struggling right now, you, you, whatever it is, like you just you have an issue. It's you, when I meet people, like, it's always people problems. Your job's fine, but there's a person at your job that's, your house is fine, but your neighbor's not. <laughs> your neighbor's not. I'm watching the leaves fall, and I'm, every day I walk out, I'm like, man, my neighbor wants me to cut this tree down. I'm hoping he's not listening to this podcast. I want to cut the tree down, but my wife told me not to cut the tree down. And I'm not stupid. Happy wife, happy life. So today, you get to ask the question, you're, you're going to make the choice what you're going to let go of. I hope you decide to let go of the world and you stay with the word. And if you can let go of one, you can get a lot closer to God. You can get closer and closer to him. But if you hang on to the word, you can't, you can't get close to God if you're in the middle. But here's what I know. I'm holding on to the word. And the word wants to hold on to me. But the world is the same. I have to let go. You have to let go today. Every one of us today has an opportunity to let go. You guys, you guys are good. Thank you so much. Let's give these guys a round of applause. They did a good job. Nothing to be nervous about. Hey, write this down. Take a picture of it. You weren't made for the middle. That's why it's so uncomfortable for you. You weren't made for it. How do you know? Well, Revelation chapter 3 told me that you weren't made for it. Matthew, chap Matthew chapter 7 tells me that you weren't, you weren't made for it. We, oh, that's not so, New Testament. We can go back to Genesis and you can find out that you weren't made for the middle. You weren't made for the middle. Like this whole left side, this tree of, of all, this, all, all these awesome things, all this abundant life, all this incredible life, all these things, you were made for that. But what did Adam and Eve do? They went for the one thing. It's always one thing, by the way. It isn't a it's always just one, it's not a bunch of stuff. It's just, it's just one thing. So I want to encourage you today. Let's choose. Let's choose. Let's choose God. Let's choose his word. If your life right now is conflicting with God's word, then let go of those things. Fast those things. Get rid of those things. And choose all that God has all that God has for you. I'm going to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. If you're here today and you're like, man, I just, I really feel like I'm in the middle and I, I want to choose the right side today. If that's you today, right where you're at, would you just say, God, I want to choose the right side. I want to choose the word. I want to choose all that God has. I want all that God has for me. I want all that God has for me. Well, if that's what I want. If that's you in here today, man, would you tell God I want, I want all that. You're going to need some help getting rid of all those things that maybe that aren't good for you. But would you just ask God that he would give you all that he has? All that he has. Because all that he has is so much better for you.